Hey everybody, it's Gio. Welcome to this week's continuation of them, I hope. Um, uh, as you can hear from the weird echo, echo, hey, the weird echo in here, I'm in my jail cell with the story police. Yeah, it happened. You all knew it was going to happen. It happened. They locked me up. I'm sorry for missing our story continuation last week. It was crazy. No excuses, though. No excuses. Um, I'm just really hoping they, they brought me this microphone and they said that if I, when I was ready, I could start podcasting and then they would take me to a room without this echo on it. So I'm just kind of waiting for, for them to come. Mr. Benedetti. Oh, Mr. Benedetti. Oh, there he is. Mr. Benedetti. Here's Officer McGregor. Yes, I'm here. Hey, Officer McGregor. Hello, Mr. Benedetti. Not continuing stories. I know. Yes, well, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm totally ready. I've got the story. Get me into that recording room and I'm going to do it. I got it. You'd better. We'd hate to have to get you a third time for the same thing. Three strikes and then you're out. Absolutely. That is the last time I will ever leave a to-be-continued story uncontinued. Yeah, I heard that before. I'm so sorry. Yes. I know. Well, That's two. That's two. Yeah. Three strikes and I'm out. That's right. No more storytelling. Understood. Well, then let's go. Okay, yeah, let's go. Let's yes. go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We gotta decorate our house for Christmas. I gotta get home. Yes, well. First the story and then you can go home. Here's the official story continuation for podcasting room. I hope it is to your satisfaction. Good day, Mr. Benedetti. Oh, man, this is so much better. Ah, thank you, officer. Thank you, story police. Now, without further ado, we can begin the final installment of our story, Them. This is part 10, ladies and gentlemen. When we left Josie, she and her uncle had finally found... Josie's parents deep in the space station of them, where they had been harnessed up, shackled in the dungeons of them, being used for their magical energies, which they eat. And now they were on their way to the core, to the very center of the station where they could undo it, where they could explode it, where they could end it once and for all. And that's where our story continues. Them, part 10, the conclusion. Josie and her uncle and her mom and dad named Cal and Artemis, by the way, were tearing down the hallways this way, that way, darting this way. The uncle was leading. He was the only one that knew the way to the core of this giant, terrible station of them. He was leading them to the core, to the main reactor, to the power source, where the plan was to blow it sky high. All along the corridor, this way, that way, everywhere they looked, these tentacled, Eyes on stalks, creatures came scurrying, slurping their way on the walls, on the ceilings, on the floors, trying to stop them. Some of them had guns. Some of them had, like, swords and blades and all sorts of bizarre weapons, the likes of which Josie had never even seen before. It was amazing to watch her uncle with his blasters at his side, fighting his way through. It was amazing to watch her mother and her father finally free of their bizarre magic stealing harnesses using their own powers. Lightning blasts here, shocks there, bolts of energy and light. She had never seen magic used like this before, and it was absolutely amazing. She, of course, because of her training, had her own kung fu strengths and powers to bring to the table, and she was even using 
the magic powers that she had learned from Sham. That's right, Sham the Black Rat was still there, clinging to her shoulders, throwing his own magics as these slurping pink tentacled beasts came scurrying towards them, trying to thwart their advance towards the core of the station. It ain't much farther now, called her uncle from the front of the line as they beat back another wave of the tentacled, slurpy enemies. They went down another passageway, down a stair, and then, before them, pulsing with light, like a bizarre, giant, lighted heartbeat, they could see the core of the station. It was full of all the magical energies that it had sucked from all of the magic users that had been kept in the cells. It lay just beyond an opening, and there, in the opening, stood a crowd of them. But these them were different. This was not the tentacled, slurpy alien creatures. These, these were all human figures. Tall, gaunt, puffy-faced, wearing black suits with neat, short-cropped white hair. Josie recognized the figure in the front from the warehouse back on the planet Gouda. He stepped forward. Ah, you have finally come this far, spoke the figure in black. All of the characters in black with their close cropped white hair behind him, they all carried different weapons, little points and blades and gun barrels sticking out all sorts of ways. It looked very menacing and threatening. A shiver ran up Josie's spine. Your magic-using friends have escaped, thanks to your meddling, but we don't need all of them. There's plenty of energies just among the group of you here. In fact, that little morsel. And the figure extended a slim, bony finger towards Josie. That little figure right there will do just fine. I believe she could power the whole station alone. Maybe we'll just finish you all off and take her. Her parents leapt into action, Cal and Artemis leaping forward, said, You'll never take her! And lightning blasted forth from their fingers, a giant bolt blazing white and blue energy, and it shot straight for the black-clad figure. As though it had hit an invisible wall, the powerful burst of lightning split and parted around him. He cackled a menacing laugh. Ha! Ha! See, see the things that we have done with your own magical energies. I cannot be hurt by your puny magics anymore. I am protected as are my friends here. One last chance. Go quietly back to your cells or die. Josie could see her parents hesitate. She could see her uncle hesitate. She could see Sham hesitating. Nobody moved. But her frustration... Her own sense of the injustice, of everything that had been going on, of the way that they had separated her family, of the way that they had chased her from her own home, from her own room, from her own house, from her own planet. It all started to fume and build inside of her. But rather than let these emotions carry her away, rather than be floated along on this torrent of fury, she focused, she breathed. And she channeled all of these feelings, all of this power inside of her. And she brought it to a focused pinpoint of light and flame and fury in front of her. 
the little flame that she had learned to create from Sham's teachings began to burn brighter and brighter. Brighter still, she had to shut her eyes to shield them from the bright light, and her mom and her dad and Sham and her uncle, all of them, had to turn their eyes away, and she could hear the mutterings and the grumblings from them. Ah, what is going on? But still she focused and she channeled and she made it brighter still. And then, finally, in a burst of incredible strength and energy, she let it fly. There was an earth-shaking explosion, a rumble. They all were knocked down to their hands and knees. The heat from the release of the energy blew them all backwards, scorched their clothes, singed their hair. There was a giant cloud of smoke when they opened their eyes. They could see nothing. As it began to clear, the way in front of them was empty. They were totally gone. Holy cow, her uncle shouted, clapping her on the back. Kiddo, you are one magic son of a gun. I'll tell you what. Her mom and dad embraced her. Josie, that was absolutely incredible. I can't believe it. I knew you could do it, kid. Her dad hollered, sham in her ear. Oh my goodness, I've never experienced anything like that before. Josie just sat there totally exhausted but so relieved. She watched as her uncle hurried around the core, placing explosive charges here, there, and everywhere. And he said, we've got about 10 seconds. They said, before what? Before it all goes sky high. How are we going to get out of here? Her mom asked. Well, I didn't figure on getting out of here, her uncle said. I just figured we'd take them all down with us. Her mom rolled her eyes. You are totally crazy. Sham in her ear. Well, this is a terrible plan. Finally, Josie said, follow me. I think we can get out of here. I still have my magic doorknob. Josie, amid her uncle's counting down, nine, eight, ran over to the entrance to the core, placed her magic doorknob in place, and began to focus on a location for their gateway. Seven, six, come on, you guys, get in. Four. The door opened. A blaze of light came out. Where are we going, her mom asked. Just get in, she said. Three. They all jumped through the opening. Two. She took the doorknob, moved it to the other side, slammed the door shut. One! There she goes! Even from the other side of the door, they could feel the blast. Whew. I think we did it, her uncle said. They all let out a giant sigh and began to look around them. Where are we? Josie's mom asked. I don't know, but I think I like it. Her dad said, running his fingers through the sand, curling his toes into the warm, golden grains. They were on a beach. In front of them, extending as far as the eye could see, was a sparkling silver sea. Uh, It's really the only other place in the multiverse that uh, I had an image of. We're on the planet Aluz, and this should be the silver sea. And somewhere out there is a leviathan bigger than anything you could possibly imagine. And her dad laughed. Hey, you had the menagerie. I loved that page. That's one of my favorites, too. You know, I've never been here before. And he got up and started wandering around. Sham on her shoulder said, Kid, you're pretty spectacular, all right. She said, hey, thanks, little buddy. She gave him a little rub on his head. 
Her uncle just kind of laid back in the sand, looking up at the sky, his arms and hands crossed underneath his shaggy mane of hair. He said, Whew! Well, you know, I could use a little vacation. This seems like just the spot. Her mom came over, sat next to her, and put her arm around her. Josie had a bazillion questions. Everything from the moment that she was born all the way on through. But for the moment, it just felt good to be in the sunshine on a beach with her mom's arm around her, surrounded by family and friends. She'd get her answers eventually. But for now, she was happy. And she could see far, far, far off in the distance a roll. A roll of a leviathan. Its giant, massive bulk, somewhere extending down, down, down into the limitless sea. And she closed her eyes and leaned into her mom. For now, it was enough that she was just happy. The end! <sighs> we did it. Can I go home now? Oh, Mr. Benedetti, yes, please go home. Quit leaving stories uncontinued, would you? I, I, okay, I realize I've promised yeah, you before, and it, yes. it didn't work. No, but it didn't. I will promise again. <laughs> I will do my very best to yeah. continue all of my stories on time. Well, your very best had better get better. You know what I mean? Okay, now go on. Get, get home and just continue the stories. Thanks very much. Merry Christmas. Hope all you story police guys have a great holiday. Yeah, and all you Benedettiville yeah. podcast listeners, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for sticking with uh, them and Josie and the gang all the way through. I'm leaving. Sorry that it ended up with uh, me in jail. And I uh, hope you all have a lovely, lovely December and holiday season. Take care. And we'll see you on Sunday for the radio show. So long.